to the Saniac Podcast, where we host live weekly recaps of MTV's The Challenge. We have challenge news, challenge quizzes, and a lot of fun, incredible stuff for you guys to check out at saniacpodcast.com. Let us know all of your thoughts on today's episode, as well as later's recap, and tag us on all social media platforms at Saniac Podcast. And of course, today, like last week or two weeks ago, we have an interview guest with us, Mrs. Kayla. Kayla, thanks for coming in. Hi, guys. Hey, Kayla. Kayla got her start on Real World 31, Go Big or Go Home. She's appeared on four challenges and made the finals in Vendettas. Most recently, she's made an appearance on Lindsay Lohan's new MTV show, Lohan's Beach House. Kayla also has a new talk show starting on HB Radio called Kicking It With Kayla, so be sure to follow her on Instagram and her new talk show on Instagram, Kicking It With Kayla. All yeah. right, guys. So... <laughs> For you guys, you know, the in terms of how we're going to structure this interview, since Kayla's been on this new show, but we know you guys have tons of challenge questions and things that you're going to want to get in. Um, so we'll do the first half. We'll do lots of low-hand stuff, get into all that, and then we're going to dive into challenge stuff as well. Um, so, you know, send your questions in, and we will get to those hopefully all throughout the video. Um, all right, so I think first we just have to start off with what's on everyone's mind, which is if you could just give us a general recap on what it felt like to be on the Lohan show and how it was different from the challenge. Cause it seemed like a very, very different experience. Oh, it's so different. And it was really hard for me to get adjusted with it. All of the people that were on Lohan had obviously never done TV before. So they didn't know what, what anything else felt like, you know, mm. but I have already done challenges and jams for stars and everything else. So like, I'm just used to things being one way. And I think that's why I kind of lost a little bit and was like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable here. I don't like it. It had a little bit to do with the cast and Lindsay, but it also had to do with just being completely different than everything that I'm used to in terms mm. of like production and stuff. Um, for the, like the challenges, you pretty much know what's coming, you know, like you're going to see TJ, you're going to go to the house, then you're going to have champ or uh, challenges, eliminations, whatever, deliberations. And it's all very structured. Whereas with Lohan, I never knew what was going on. I was confused the entire time I was there. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of that in the air. I mean, you could see how confused everybody was in, in just in terms of like understanding what was happening in the format and um, and like where everything was supposed to go from there. It just felt very, I don't know, there was just no structure, you know, it was sort of like, what do we do here? And I think a big thing that I saw that was a massive theme throughout was the cast not knowing if they were supposed to make good TV or be good employees. Yes. Know? It's like, like, what are you, because, you know, Jersey Shore and things like that, they all work, but what, like they're getting wasted. You know, the whole point is to like, give some content for the fans to see that is exciting. Um, and I just don't think, I just don't think that there that was like grasped really. I mean, how did you guys, how did you guys come to understand like what to do in that sort of situation? It was very confusing. And I was super confused about that the entire time, whether like, do I speak up and get fired or do I stay quiet and be boring? And I think that's kind of how everyone else felt. Also, a lot of them, were very reserved the entire time they were there. Like you guys, Mike is a huge character. Like he has mm. his, he has like, I don't know, 80,000 followers on YouTube. He has a big personality, but the entire time he was there, he was scared to speak up. You guys didn't really get to see much of him or who he is because he was in fear of losing his job every day. So it was very weird. 
And like how you said about Jersey Shore, imagine if the t-shirt shop guy was firing Snooki on like the third day because she's drunk. It's like, what are you, what kind of, we're making TV, you know? It was very, it was a mind fuck is the best way to put it. And we didn't have much direction from Lindsay. We didn't have much direction anywhere. So we just feel like we were aimlessly walking around hoping to not get fired and trying to put up with Lindsay every day. (laughs) Yeah, I I honestly, that's exactly what I was thinking in terms of like, because you go on there prepped to be like a Jersey Shore type, you know, like working, whatever, even like real world. Think about real world. You guys always have jobs there as well. And it's just such a different atmosphere. And it's also kind of confusing because it's like, what does she want in terms of the show? Obviously, this beach house is not what's going to make her the most money. It's the TV show. So it's just really weird as a viewer. Um, I think that I think that part of that, too, was that. Lindsay wanted to be the star of the show. She didn't want anyone to outshine her. And if she were to just be able to take a step back and look at the bigger picture that if if you keep people like, sorry to say, me or let Mike speak up or let people be themselves, then that's going to benefit her in the long run because it's going to make her show good. But instead, she could only see two steps ahead of her and she's thinking in her head that she wanted to be the star. So it kind of came back to bite her in the ass, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, there seems to be something off with a live stream. I just got an update from it, but it's Oh, no, here we me. go. We got everybody on. Okay. Awesome. All right, guys. I'm so sorry about that. You missed the first five minutes of the interview, but guess what? We, we get our audio out, and you'll get this video version later, so you will all check that out. Um, yeah, if you guys want to hear all the tea that Kayla just dropped exclusively, then you have to listen to the podcast version. So you just missed, like, some really crazy stuff. Yeah, we'll use this as, we'll use this as a clickbait opportunity. Find out what Ooh, Kayla yeah. said in the first five minutes. Click download on our podcast, and then while you're at it, just click review. Uh, Kayla, one of the things um, one of the things I'm interested in. Sorry about that. Is the uh, so like the the process of casting that show? How did you end up getting involved in Lohan Beach House? What, was was it like something they they specifically wanted a challenger for, or did they approach you and were like, hey, you know, we're, we're really interested in having you. A, part of this because of your uh like like your background working at clubs and things like that Mm. yeah I'm actually not sure what went on behind the scenes with all of that um I know that they had all applied and then so there's a girl that actually lives in Vegas here I go to the same gym as her and she's Greek and she was in the running to be on the show and she told me about it she's like should I do it and I'm like why not why wouldn't you do it Mm. um she ended up not going but I didn't think anything of it after that. And then a couple of weeks later, maybe like a week or two later after she told me that, um, I got a text from MTV being like, hey, will you send us kind of your resume of what you do in Vegas? Like, we know that you're a bartender and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I kind of like sent them my little resume thing and didn't think anything of it after that. I was like, that was kind of weird. I don't know what that was about. And then um, Marie was here for her 30th birthday and I got the phone call from MTV that morning being like, hey, you wanna go to Greece tomorrow? Like they're already filming, you'll be a a week late, but you can go. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) I don't know if they wanted a challenger or Mm -hmm. if it was because of my background working in Vegas, I think maybe the perfect storm. I don't Mm. know. Yeah, it's weird that they didn't cast anybody else like from other shows. Okay, so T, um, and this isn't 100%, and I just, this is rumor. I didn't hear this from MTV or anyone, so don't quote me on it. But instead of Kyle going with me from Rumor Mill was that it was supposed to be Mike Crescenzo from um, 
Are You the One and oh, wow. The Last Real World. He works as a bartender in um, New York, I think. So I think it was supposed mm. to be me and him. And I think he dropped out last minute. So then they called Kyle last minute. Got it. So they did. Originally, they wanted to bring in, I guess, like two heavy hitters, you know, you and, and whoever it was coming imagine, in. Imagine Mike Crescenzo and Brent living in the same house together. That shit would have been fucking crazy. Brent is <laughs> nuts. Like, is, Brent is really just one of those. I just feel like he has a lot of insecurities and he lets it out so blatantly on everybody around him. It's I don't know. I'd be embarrassed watching back a lot of the stuff if I was him. Who is yeah. the guy? Um, the, the, my favorite person on the show is the one who keeps talking about his yaya or what? He, my yaya, <laughs> my yaya, my yaya. <laughs> it just seems so unnatural to say. I mean, at some point you can say, "Okay, my grandmother." He keeps going, "My yaya, my yaya." <laughs> yeah, that's Alex. That was a random storyline. I felt like, like, yeah, it's just, <laughs> and then it just, just kind of ended. Like they got back, <laughs> and then nothing was said about her ever again. It's like, all right. Yeah. I haven't heard anything else about his yaya. I'm 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 lost here. <laughs> Random. I want to know what happened with the yaya. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird because they just sort of put that in. They just interjected it in the middle of the show as if like here's a little you know. And also they're not really nice bosses. So the fact that they then let him go, it just was so off brand. Like here, go visit your grandma. Also, you might be fired. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like this is something that I've never even talked about that I always keep forgetting, and I meant to put it in my recap. Um, was that you see the scene where uh, Panos is telling Alex, hey, you should bring two people with you. So, mm. and he's the one that said, bring Gabby. Well, when we were out that night at the hookah bar, when Lindsay was having a conversation with Jules, like, don't cut me off. I know you want to be a model or whatever the fuck she was saying. Um, that same night, Lindsay was sitting at the table being like, where's Gabby? Like, why did she go on that trip? I think I'm going to fire her. Like, what kind of girl is she to go on a trip with two males? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, all this crazy shit. And I'm like, you mm. guys told her to go. What are you talking about? Like, and what does that have to do with girl power at all? Well, you know what's weird is, by the way, everyone should definitely check out Kayla's recap. She did like a whole recap on the Lohan Beach House. That why That's why we're not touching on too much of that stuff that she's mentioned already. It's on her YouTube channel. Definitely check it out. Um, but it's so weird because Lindsay's relationship with females, I find to be like, and the male-female relationships are really weird. I mean, I know she lives in Dubai. She's sort of really into that culture now. And she has a really weird view like when she was speaking about Mikey to you on that yacht I was so I didn't even know I don't know it was just like it was one of those is literally the mind-blowing emoji when I'm sitting there and it's like you're there for what how long in total if you had lasted on the beach house a few weeks like a month I mean you can't be away from your boyfriend for that long like are you kidding me and for somebody who works in the media I mean you're constantly traveling that's not that crazy of a thing like the fact that she thinks that you would be suffering because of that is says a lot about her that she would be suffering without her you know significant other for however long if it meant going to work so I just thought that was really weird and it seems it, like it came it up was. a lot. It was very weird. And it was even weirder that that happened maybe four days after I got there. Mm. And we're allowed, we were allowed to use our cell phones. I could call whoever, whenever I could text. Like I go on challenges for two and a half months sometimes and have very limited access to a phone, like five minute, one, one five minute phone call a week back home. And you know, it sucks, but I do what I have to do. That's, this is how I make money. This is what I'm doing. So like for her to say that to me four days in after I've talked to Mikey every single day leading up to that, I was like, I'm good. Like, calm yeah. down. I can be without him for a little while. We're perfectly fine. 
Yeah, I thought it was so strange. It's because at that point I also realized it was early on. I'm like, you can't. You've never been on a holiday without your, you know, your spouse. Like, what if you go on a girls trip? I mean, it just, <laughs> it just was really strange. And also on top of that, it felt like there was a lot of weird double standards going on with like Brent, you know, hooking up with one of the guests and then, you know, them being pissed at Janita for like partying at a little bit while trying to get people to buy shots. Like that's how you promote at a club. That's yeah. literally how you get, if you're having fun and saying like, yeah, let's get shots. And she was tossing them over her shoulder anyways. It just, <laughs> it was really weird. Did you notice a pr uh, the sort of bias towards choosing Brent to work a lot of the VIPs? Was that obvious while you were there? Yeah, he worked like all of them. He was totally rewarded the entire time. And that was something that really pissed me off because they kept talking shit about him. Like, oh, Brent, you, like, you're such a stepping an asshole to everyone or stuff. You know, respect us, all the shit. And then at the end of the day, he would get rewarded by getting to take care of the VIPs or he wanted to work the front door. So they like put him in charge of front door by the time I left. So he was getting all these rewards, but at the same time, like being a total douche to everyone. Meanwhile, like we, uh, I don't know. There was a huge double standard. And not only that, but on the, on the final episode, the one that I got fired on, mm. you notice Lindsay talking to Mike, being like, oh, she's such a mean girl. She's such a bully, all this stuff. And that's part of the reason that I got fired. And then later on in the episode, she was like, I'm so happy that Brent dressed up in drag because he was bullying everyone. So this really makes up for it. And it's like, so you know he's bullying people and you don't care. And dressing up in drag fixes that problem. And I get fired over what? Mm. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed weird. And they didn't care that people were actually working like you were actually working and they didn't seem to they didn't seem to give a shit about that kind of stuff either no i don't know it felt like a lot of decisions were made super emotionally also the whole jules versus may firing thing i mean can you ex give us a little bit more on that and what it was like you pretty much saw it exactly how it happened like there was not that much editing that went into that it was like one second may is fired and then she comes back and then Jules walks out and comes back. He's like, I'm fired. And we thought that they were leaving together. And then May's like, oh no, I'm staying. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, That's just so strange. It, it felt was really weird. It was weirder to watch because I didn't realize that she got hired back because she had a Lotus tattoo or whatever. So I didn't know that part. We all just thought that she went and cried to Lindsay and gave her a sob story and then got rehired. And it's very strange. <laughs> yeah, it is really strange. It, ju it just felt very Lindsay Lohan like it's funny how you're saying a lot of these things were not edited that much and it just goes to show her crazy is crazy enough for the editors like they don't actually have to put a lot of work into it for it to come across as insane like usually if there's an edit or if there's a scene that's really confusing like on the challenge or something it's because they edited it weird you know and three hours is missing so you don't have any context but it seems like this was just as confusing in person it was hundred percent like that yacht scene that you guys saw the whole conversation about Mikey that's exactly how it happened where I'm sitting there like what just went on I have no idea at one point she's like exactly and I'm like wait what? <laughs> exactly what like, what did I just prove to you we, I was um, so lost we've got a lot of things in the comments people questioning like how much work people are actually doing on the show I do want to say one of the things that that stood out to me and, and and I was a couple episodes behind so I had to binge through the last like three or four of them but like Kayla I feel like you look like an like you actually do shit when when you're there like you actually know how to work in that kind of environment whereas you've got like the scene where those girls are walking on the beach, supposedly handing out <laughs> business cards and all that. And it's just like, you could tell some people literally don't know how to do a job, but I didn't get that sense from you. 
Well, because you live in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually yeah. a bartender. I'm actually like, I grew up serving waiting tables, like since I was like 13 or 14, I was really young. Um, and a lot of those people had worked in bars and clubs before, but not really like they're very new to it. And not only that, but if you weren't put on a VIP cabana, like the way that Brent and I usually were, there wasn't that much to do. Like that newest episode that you guys saw where I'm texting, like I wasn't actually texting. I was in charge of social media that day. So like, it looked like I wasn't doing anything, but I had three phones in my hand. They were all logged into the Lohan like <laughs> account. Like, so, but that day when I was in charge of social media, there wasn't that much to do. So I was kind of meandering around taking pictures of random shit. Like, mm. I don't know. There wasn't, if were you, you guys not waiting, were you not waiting on the individual tables? Was that not part of the job no. no we had um we had like two sometimes three I think four at most cabanas that we were in charge of but usually it was like two or three of those big ones and then like the the ones near the water like the day beds and stuff we mm. didn't have any control of that because there's actually people that work there like that live <laughs> in Mykonos that that's their fucking job so like they had to go to work and make money you know so mm. we kind of showed up and it was very awkward for for me too because when I was in charge of those cabanas um I would have to tell the girls who actually work there what I need like hey will you ring in so many juices or can I get glasses and like they didn't really want to fuck with us because who are you to tell me what to do I don't some random person from reality tv showing me like that's just here to, like boss me around <laughs> it was really awkward wait so this club this beach house or club or whatever it is has been around for like probably a number of years right this isn't just the first no summer. no it was uh open for like six months by the time we got there Oh, okay, fine. So not too long, but they had had like a bit of, you know, time to get to know each other in terms of the workers and stuff. And then you guys came in and you were only coming to do those cabanas. I think that's where it feels really weird is that you were sort of like just little VIP employees, but then there wasn't that many people for you guys to serve. So some of you guys were off the side and then she would start yelling at everybody and things like that. It was just really strange. I know she yelled yeah. at the DJ. Can you tell us more about that? Because that story sounds pretty crazy. It was. That, was, that was by far the weirdest, maybe second weirdest right after that yacht conversation that I had. But that day where you guys just saw um, where Lindsay was like on the microphone yelling at me. First of all, I didn't even know that she said that until I watched that episode when she's like, Kayla, what are you doing? I had no idea that that even happened. So um, she grabbed the microphone and what you guys didn't see was that she starts like slurring into the microphone yelling at the DJ and this poor DJ I felt so awkward because there was a lot of people at the beach club at the time like guests people trying to enjoy themselves so um she's yelling being like turn on Eminem turn on Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird okay and this poor DJ is scrambling like and she's like why, why can't you turn it on like you don't know how to do your job just like screaming shit and we're all sitting there like, oh my God. And like I said in my <laughs> recap, we had just gotten in trouble the day before for being too drunk at work. So that day they told us we're not allowed to drink. So we're all sitting there watching this completely sober. And then he finally turns on Eminem. She stands up in one of the big cabanas and says every single word, slurs every single word to four Eminem songs. <laughs> While everyone's just like, staring at her there's guests there like what the fuck is going on and um then when she was done 
finally, it felt like a lifetime because I was just like mortified. I was standing behind the cabana like, this is not happening right now. And then she starts yelling like, where are all my VIP hosts? Why are you guys drunk? Blah, 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 do your jobs, like over the microphone. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God. You do a fairly decent Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) So on your way out after, you know, in the episode where she fires you and you get up and you walk away from the table, you know, tying into you talking about Lindsay slurring her words, you you made mention of her, you know, being messed up or like saying do more drugs or whatever it was that you said. Is there anything that that you saw on the show that that led you to believe like, all right, Lindsay's kind of messed up here or anything? Was that the vibe that you were getting on the show with her? Um, yeah, it's, it's not that I saw her do anything. I can't say that I like witnessed any drug use or alcohol, whatever. But as a person who drinks, you know, when other people are probably not completely sober. So it's just any rational person that's sitting there sober, watching someone else kind of, you know, gets the gist of what's going on. And there was most of the time where I was sitting there like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she, she seems a little sloppy. Uh, and I have enough, I have a dr- enough drunk, drunk friends in my life to know what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so this is coming from me, not Kayla. Um, not to get you in trouble or anything, but I've I have friends who've been on yachts with Lindsay and Mykonos before, like a few summers ago, and she was like racking mad lines. So I mean, there's just that, <laughs> like, like, like ridiculous style, like, like a gram and a line type vibes. Um, and then there's also another Lindsay story that I have from the Jewish community in LA, which is. She she was at a Passover Seder once and they had to Passover Seder is like three hours before you get to eat already. And Lindsay was crying the whole time at the table. So they had to stop the Seder every like 10 minutes to go like make sure she was okay. And it was like this crazy experience. So she's, I don't know. I've heard so many ridiculous stories like that too. Just random ones of her. That is the last oh, yeah. place you would expect to get Lindsay tea. But Shawnee, your ties to the <laughs> yeah. Jewish community. You 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 got that lead like you were you all were working that <laughs> Was um so was Dina Lohan at all involved in the show because she's quite involved in Lindsay's business life, right? I have no idea if she's involved with anything having to do with Lindsay, but uh, there was no mention of her at all while we were there. I think she That's might so have weird. talked about her sister Ali a couple of times, mm. but um. I don't think she mentioned her mom even one time while I was there, at least. Maybe someone else heard something. I mean, I wasn't there very long, so I don't really know. <laughs> we, got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of questions in the comment section. People want to know why Lindsay talked about Oprah so much. Yo, you guys noticed that? Oh, my that? God, yes. <laughs> did did you guys take a shot every time she mentioned Oprah? That's <laughs> Oh, Dude, fuck, be I know she mentioned it in real life a couple times too, but I just think it's so funny. Do you guys think that editing was fucking with her by putting it in so many times? Because had, I do. Yeah, they had to be. I think they a little bit, be. but I think she also probably mentioned it a lot. Like it seemed like she spoke about it so. Like every time there was something going on, she's like, "Oprah told me you can't do this, guys." Like, <laughs> oh, tell us about the cleaning room thing because that was weird. That was wacky. Weird as hell, especially considering they had told us numerous times that our home life and our work life don't have anything to do with each other. So I'm not, mm. I, she was just looking for a reason to get upset and fire someone. And I think that was just an easy one. Um, but just know that when you're on any of these shows, the, I mean, especially the challenge, cause there's like 30 people, there's never going to be enough places for you to have a, for everyone to be able to fold all their clothes and put them away and have enough hangers to hang everything. There's just, it's not possible. It was the same way on that show. Like 
there were, I don't know, 12 of us. The boys room was literally the size of my bedroom. And there was like five or six of them living in there. It was very tight quarters. So for her to come in and say anything is kind of stupid because we're not provided with enough fucking hangers and drawers. There's not even enough room to put everything. So we're all living out of our suitcases. I mean, <laughs> granted, the kitchen was disgusting, but it is on every single show I've ever done. Yeah. And, and I just live with it. I'm just used to it now. I just walk by like whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it, it was a ridiculous thing to be upset about. It was just, yeah, it felt like she just wanted to have a rampage, so she was going in there. Um, she wanted right, to have, like, a boss, but it didn't really change. Exactly, exactly. Um, so this is a question from one of our fans, Irving, or Irving. He wants to know, um, he sees that you follow most of the guys on Instagram, but only one of the girls. was. What was your relationship like with the other castmates? Are you still, you know, friends with some of them? Um, I follow Jules and Gabby on Instagram. Uh, I talk to them probably every day. I I love both of them. They're really cool girls. I actually went to the same college that Gabby goes to. So we have a lot of the same friends in common. Where did she go? Florida Gulf Coast University. Mm. She lives like five minutes away from my best friend. So they see each other out all the time. Like they Snapchat me together and stuff. So I have that tie with her and Jules is really cool too. At the beginning of all of this, I followed all of them. And then as like the show started to progress and we all were in a group chat together, like all the Loham Beach Club people, like via text. Mm. And there was like so much drama in the text that I just, when like uh, Janita, one day decided to unfollow everyone from the cast. So they all went in there and they're like, what's up, Janita? And she had like no reason to explain it. So I just unfollowed her. I was like, fuck you. I don't care. So I unfollowed her. I don't, I don't really fuck with Sarah because of Brent. Obviously don't follow Brent. Um, Are they still together? I don't know. Weird. And then May, May's always trying to like cause drama with me, posting shit about me online and stuff. So I just don't even fuck with her. I'm like, I'm never going to see you ever again. So sayonara. I love you. You you went to Florida Gulf Coast. Were you there when they were like, they had like that whole basketball run, right? Where where they they were dunk city and all that. Was that like the time that you were on campus? Yeah, I was there. I was a senior and I actually was a journalism major at the time. And I wrote an article about, Dunk City and it got published in the New York Post. Oh and, shit. Yeah, it was pretty sick. And then I just got in the New York Post again because of Lindsay Lohan. So life comes fucking full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And also Kayla Beach, was it Kayla Beach House or Kayla Beach Club was trending on Twitter? That was hilarious. That was honestly so funny. That was so funny. It was that all started, I don't even remember. I did like an Instagram live about it and I was like hey everyone go troll Lindsay and put Kayla Beach Club under one of her pictures and (laughs) it had like 200 comments underneath it so she deleted the picture and I thought it was hilarious and then people just continued doing it once I got on the show and it was funny (laughs) I love that all right guys so (laughs) let's transition into the challenge so if you guys have any more questions for Lohan Beach House drop it in the comments and we can get to those at the end um challenge wise we've had some interesting questions come in in terms of the challenge because you know, I think when people saw you on your real world season and then you were coming onto the challenge, a lot of people expected you to sort of just kick ass, you know, kick ass and take names coming in. Um, and we were, when we were talking to Mikey, something that he said that was like maybe, you know, one thing that needs to happen for sure when you get into the house is to keep your focus because it's so easy to get distracted. In your view, like what's what's your biggest downfall in terms of going to the challenge house and not being able to make it, you know, to the end? Oh, definitely alcohol. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, and I go into every season being like, I'm not gonna party this season. I'm just gonna, you know, lay low. It doesn't happen that way because you get there, you're stressed, 
you just want to like party with your friends, have a couple drinks at night. And that's where all the drama happens. And that's literally my biggest downfall every mm. single time. But I mean, it, it sounds bad because I don't have an alcohol problem. I really no, don't. No, no, no. I mean, but people have to imagine it. you're stuck in a house. Like what else are you going to do? It's boring. It's yeah. really boring. So at the end of the night when all of us are just chilling and taking shots or whatever, trying to get our mind off the game, that's a way to escape. And that's where all the crazy shit happens. Yeah, M- Mikey's watching. And when we interviewed him, he said the same thing. He, he was like, <laughs> alcohol is probably holding him back a little bit. I, I feel kind of both ways about it because I – have issues with with there, there's like a wave of challengers who kind of take the game too seriously like they take the physical side of it sometimes so and like the show the history of the show is rooted in having a good time and still going out and performing and i like that you have a balance of that one thing i do want to say kayla that i um and i've been watching the show since pretty much the beginning and and i like to try and keep up with all you know all the nerdy stuff all the stats and things like that but i i had short changes like i didn't remember how many eliminations that you've won but you've actually done a lot better in eliminations than i think some people realize like you beat jenna you beat anisa you beat marie twice like I, I when I think about you, I think about that elimination that you had with Sylvia um, on on Invasion, which I really liked. Like I thought that was the a really tuk-tuk. creative elimination. Yeah, I thought that was a really creative elimination, and I think that stood out in my mind more. And I actually shortchanged you because I didn't remember that you know you've taken out a lot of other formidable competitors since you've been on the show. Mm. Yeah, the 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 one against Sylvia is like so in my head iconic. I don't know why. Like it's it, it's awesome. It was it's, it's it a was really a really cool idea. It was a really cool elimination and. At first, I was really disappointed because I had lost to Sylvia, and at the time, people thought she was weak. But mm-hmm. it makes me feel a little bit better that since then, she's become like this total badass. Yeah, so she's I'm total like, beast. okay, like my biggest loss was to Sylvia, and she's mm. a beast. I can handle that, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think aside from that, Jenna and I lost to Camilla in a yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, that thing. I don't, I don't really, oh, wait. Yeah, we we actually wanted to ask you about that because for me, I mean, I can't imagine what that was like watching it back in terms, I mean, what was, okay, so explain first of all your mental state in the challenge and then your mental state watching it back. I mean, what was that like, the perspective later on? <sighs> I mean, I was already close to checked out at that point because once you're there for that long, you're like, fuck, I just like, if I lose this, I get to go home. But if I win it, then that's awesome. So like, you're always in that limbo of like, of course I want to go to the final and I want to kick ass. But if I lose, like- I've been here for like two and a half, and that was a long season. We were there for like two and a half months by that point. So I was like, ugh. Um, and that was a really hard elimination. Everyone says that Jenna and I just gave up, but we really didn't. That it was just really hard, and I didn't get the hang of it until too late. Camilla got the hang of it really quickly, and um, it was more about like um, getting a rhythm down, and I just couldn't find that rhythm, and I kept getting stuck. So that sucked and watching it back sucked even more because <laughs> I realized I realized how close I was to getting to that final but I mean it is what it is every season that I did after like leading up to that point was always a progression and I ended up getting to the final like right after that so mm-hmm. it is what it is <laughs> You were um also one thing I I want to talk about me personally uh my favorite challenge that MTV's done in the last couple years uh and granted this season's off to a great start so that might replace it but i loved 
champs for a star season three i thought that it was like yeah. a really it was like an old school throwback they stripped it down they didn't have certain challengers who i won't name who are on every season that i'm sick of <laughs> they just had a really fresh cast and you were a part of that and i just really grew to like everybody who was on that season more just by watching them all together like did you have a positive experience on that uh, season hell yeah i loved shooting that that was probably one of my favorite seasons maybe the f most favorite thing that I've filmed probably ever, just because it was so chill, it was laid back, it was fun. All of the games that we played, like the challenges uh, with them were fun type things. It wasn't yeah. anything too stressful, you know, the shuffleboard type stuff. It's like, you didn't have to have all that much athleticism and it was more so just like, let's go out and have a good time. And then not only that, you're living in a hotel room. Um, I had Mikey there with me. I had my phone at night. We would all go out and party. We'd be hung over the next day all together. And it was just like a fun vibe. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I feel like that season, all of the stars really wanted to win. And that made yeah. it more fun for us. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, I had never done a season before, but I heard usually they don't really care all that much and they just kind of want to yeah. go home. But it was a really competitive atmosphere when it came down to it and i i loved it it was so cool. and the first yeah the first two champs for stars they were like they were kind of up and down and this one it feels like everything clicked and i think you nailed it in that it wasn't the the challenges that they were coming up with it wasn't like this crazy athletic thing all of the gameplay was in like the strategy it was yeah. in the social part of it and mm. that i really liked and if and if, if anybody's watching you guys haven't watched that season like that's i would much prefer watching that than final reckoning or some of the other things that we've had recently yeah oh hell yeah me and zach always say like our definition of a killer challenger is someone who can smoke cigarettes and then go and kill an elimination like that's what we that's what we want to see you know we're looking for that sort of katie smoking on a treadmill that's that's iconic yeah. challenge moments yep. as great as it is to have all these badass athletes on there you know you want like just you want reasonably fit people who can do some you know fun stuff but still have fun yeah. and yeah. we sort of miss that a lot of times i think now with some of these competitors yeah, they make it so it's like a CrossFit Games every single time you go. And I <laughs> that's mean, exactly yeah. I, it's yeah, like it's cool it. and all. It, it'd be cool if they did that every once in a while. But if they could throw in some fun shit, that would be ideal, you know. Mix it up. But yeah. I heard that I I haven't been watching the season all that much, and obviously I wasn't there. But I did hear that this season that's on right now was a lot of more fun stuff. So maybe you guys will get to see that. I don't know. It's it's off to a really good start. And I think it's it's um, one of the issues, like you're saying, that Dirty 30 had and Final Reckoning had is it was so long. Like they're trying to squeeze so many episodes out of it. And I've heard that this season's only like 13 episodes. So they're just packing it in. Like they're just yeah. packing in the action, which I like. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, if I remember correctly, you and Hunter weren't the greatest of friends um, or at least didn't get along like perfectly well. What was your thoughts on what happened with him and Ashley? Yeah, him and I have always had like a rocky past. We're actually pretty cool now, I think. And I don't know. I never know with people, <laughs> but I think we're cool now. Um, and fuck, I don't know. I get asked this question every so often. It's a hard one. It's a hard I, one, right? I mean, it's not, you don't have to take a stance particularly, but I feel like everybody just wants to know where people stand on it. They're so curious yeah. about this stuff. I think, I think that I wouldn't, I don't know. I go back and forth because it's a game at the end of the day. Like it, it's, it's a TV show. So maybe take it, but then on the back end, like pay him off a little. Maybe how I would have <laughs> gone about it. I've always said, I've always said that. I've always said <laughs> yeah. that. Give him a little, like, you know, throw, throw him a hundred K, you know, like you just made out like a bandit. 
but I don't know. It's the tough one because I do believe in karma and you know, that could really come back to bite you in the end. Yeah. Well, both the people who stole money in the past, I mean, everyone's put, I don't really believe in this shit. Everyone's talking about the curses and stuff. I just think that, you know, no, I, I don't no. really, I think that they're both just massive targets. So they obviously were sent in first and didn't really follow through on, you know, their elimination. I'm not even talking about challenge karma. I'm talking about like life karma. Life karma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you, you take a million dollars, 500,000 from someone who knows what's going to happen within your life, you know, mm, not mm -hmm. even anything to do with the challenge, just in general. Here's something that, that uh, this is a question from me. I'm, I, I don't think anyone asked this and I'm surprised, but I've heard people, I've seen people like on the Facebook groups wondering about this. So as everyone knows from your time on the show, like you and Jenna have been very good, close friends, uh, best friends. And now it's, it's pretty well known that Jenna and Nani have a very close relationship. So where, where do you uh, fit into all of this? Are you and Jenna still good friends? Are you and Nani friends? Is, is there any kind of best friends rivalry here? What, what's going on? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so Jenna and I are still best friends. I talk to her all the time. I know that she's obviously really good friends with Nani. There's like no jealousy there the way that people think. Yeah. Um, and then Nani, so I'm really good friends with Leroy. I hang out with him probably once a week. Like he lives five minutes away from me. Nani and Leroy are really good friends. So I've like FaceTimed with Nani multiple times. She's about to come to Vegas to visit Leroy in a couple weeks. So while he's at work, I'm going to be babysitting Nani the whole time. We're going to be partying, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I think me and Nani will have our own friendship outside of Jenna. And if we're all in a show together, then we'll all be friends. But I mean, Jenna's allowed to have other friends. <laughs> I have yeah, other friends yep. too. So <laughs> I just want it out there for the people to know that. And I understand yeah. that people, people are always, you know how it is. Like people will, will oh, yeah. just come up with rumors. The fans are, the fans yeah, are weird. The fans are weird. Like we, I think we also have to talk about that a bit because I know you're, it's so funny how you haven't been on a challenge in a few seasons, but yet people are so quick to attack you all over social media and it's like listen on our show we don't really like ride hard for any particular person i know zach like loves shane and i love casey but we'll, i mean it's we'll, like we'll talk about that you know th those are just our random people we're not like crazy diehards for anyone we're definitely by no means stands and to be sort of now immersed in this crazy stand culture ever since mikey started tagging me and all this stuff it's like I mean, I don't know. How do you deal with the armies? What do you What do you think about all this? And and what's the, kind of like the daily life of somebody being constantly stan attacked? It's crazy. I've never before all of this. I would have never guessed that the, that the stan culture was so intense, but it is. And I mean, I'm happy about it because I have my own people that ride for me, that stick up for me online, and. I think that's really cool and I, I appreciate those people. But when you're on the other end of it and you have a whole group of people attacking you, like I got into an argument with Angela recently and I had like 20 people tweeting hate at me like all at once. And I'm like, whoa, like it, it becomes a lot and you can get immersed in it and let it take over your life. Mm. Um, but I try not to like, especially recently, it's been, it's been crazy. Mm. And I'm not even on, like you said, I'm not even on the challenge and it's still <laughs> fucking nuts for me, but I try to just, you know, delete my app for a couple of days, take a little mental break. And that's the best thing you can do is realize that at the end of the day, I'm never going to meet any of these people. Like they mm. can say all that they want about me, but I'm still the one that's, you know, doing fun shit in my life, doing challenges and, my parents love me. My friends love me. It's really all that matters. <laughs> so 
The thing uh, I think where it goes wrong, and and I I see this all the time, is that the problem with standing someone is that you just ride for everything they do. Like people are human, people make mistakes. So if 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 someone fucks up, but you have to go out there and and ride for them because that's your person, and just like send death threats to other people, like it that's where it gets crazy. Because how can how can you learn from it? How can anyone else learn from it? Like I'm sure when you got into the incident with uh with Kaylee and everything that happened there like I'm sure you had some people who are close to you in your life that said listen you know I'm sure you might want to do over of that or maybe you could rethink how that happened yeah. but but then mm. you unfortunately there's people online who if somebody fucks up like that the, that person will say they didn't fuck up they're the greatest person ever like it's the other person that's uh, and like you can, there's never any proper resolution with that kind of attitude 100% yeah and I do have people that are like that where everything that I do is good and well but mm -hmm. at the end of the day I have to know that I am like you said I am human I'm gonna do stupid shit especially when I'm drunk especially when I'm on tv especially when you know the eagle eyes like watching you a hundred percent of the time um and I do appreciate those people that are like hey you're an idiot but <laughs> so yeah. you know that's my friends. They're pretty ruthless. Um, <laughs> something that I think a lot of people have pointed out as well in the recent, you know, past few weeks in terms of like the hate that Mikey's getting is the fact that people like Johnny Bananas, who have said horrendous things to a lot of, you know, the female cast and stuff like that, get virtually no hate or at least aren't attacked like 24 seven versus someone like Mikey, whose tweet is screenshotable and, you know, can post it there. And all of a sudden, like now that's the focus. So can you give us an inside look into some of you know the johnny bananas stories that have happened and kind of the hypocrisy that goes on with the fact that he's really never called out for it um i i agree with you and i actually had this conversation with leroy recently and lee is like no you don't realize like bananas actually does get a lot of hate you just don't focus on that you see all the good in it so maybe he does get hate and we just don't see it but mm. i do agree that um that there is a double standard there. Banana, Bananas has said some really disgusting things to Veronica, Jemmy, about their weight, about all sorts of shit. And he does have people that are like, ha, 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 that's so funny. Like, And everything he says to them is hilarious. But when Mikey does it, it's like, oh, my God, you're such a misogynist fucking asshole. Yeah. Even if it happened two years ago and he hasn't said a word since, Bananas does it every damn season, you know? Mm. But I mean, and we could say the same for Zach. Zach said one thing about Kara being Jack Sparrow and all of a sudden he's like the devil. But if Bananas would have said it, people would be like, oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, you're right. It's well, just, I, it depends on who they ride for. I feel like with Johnny, even early on in this season, they they did this whole thing where Johnny had like an exorcism of Amanda and MTV like edited it. They put all these effects in Like they actually spent time to to produce that. And it's like, okay, if anybody else on the show tried to do that to somebody, it might not even make make the show. But like MTV, like they bumped it up. They're like, oh, here's our big Johnny stunt. We're gonna put mm, it yeah. on the show. Stuff so like dumb. That. Yeah. It's he dumb. also it during that fight, we found out later from um, Davon's recap, like a really crazy thing happened where Amanda was tied up and whatever, like this whole thing. And they didn't show that obviously. But you know, I don't know. It's just weird. It just feels like they're so. And it's not to say that I think bananas should get hate whatsoever. I actually just think that nobody should. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I just think that the, it should be, and I don't think it should be balanced. Like, I don't think because Mikey gets hate, now we got to hate everybody else. I think we should just stop hating on people for making human errors and also stop expecting that once someone apologizes for something that they're never going to do it again. Like, who the, <laughs> fuck, who the fuck doesn't make mistakes again? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just such madness in that area. 
And I mean, I think we also have to talk about Kara because I know this is like a huge thing. And um, and in terms of like you guys, a lot of people think that there's like some real animosity there. But I mean, from what Mikey said, it's pretty much just, you know, it's just like a sort of laughing type thing. And she's just taken it to the next level. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about Kara because like, I thought we were cool. Um, after Vendetta, was it Vendetta? Yeah, the one that I made it to the final with her. Mm. She um, wrote me this really nice letter. I still have it. I could take a screenshot of it and send it to you guys. <laughs> wrote me this super nice letter uh, being like, I'm so grateful that you didn't fuck me over in the final. I really appreciate you. You're a badass, all this stuff. So from there, I was like, I thought things were good, whatever. And then when the going gets rough on this season, she all of a sudden like throws me into it, throws Mikey into it. It's like, I haven't even talked to you. I, I have not even thought about you. And I don't even know how long. So I don't know where this is even coming from. And what does, Mikey's not even on the show. Like, so what does that have to do with anything? Just because people don't like your boyfriend doesn't mean that you have to have everyone hate other people's boyfriends. It's like, she can't just be a grown up about it and be like, okay, I get it. My boyfriend, you know, fucked up and people don't like him. First of all, Car is the one reason why people don't like him. She did all of those podcasts and interviews about how he cheated on her. And then when people started talking about it, now she's upset. It's mm. like, well, maybe you shouldn't have brought light to it. Maybe you shouldn't have done a bunch of podcasts and then taken him back. How is that my problem? Like, so I don't, now that people don't like him, she's trying to get other people like you know yeah. thrown into it with him and it's just like it doesn't have to be that way well they had a publicist perpetuating the whole story so you know what i mean they literally had a publicist involved like who actually tags their publicist on all these things that's just so weird to me it's like if chris jenner were to tag her publicist on this jordan wood story and everybody would finally wake up to the fact that half this shit is pr like, it's just crazy to me yeah and even when she was she, i don't know if you saw but she was like texting me the other day and she's like i wouldn't have said anything to you if you weren't one of the first people to repost the article about Polly. and i'm like I was one of the first people to repost it, but you're the one that did the fucking article. You're the one that went out of your way to make sure it was public. And now you're mad at me for sharing it. Like where we were just, just supposed to ignore it as if nothing was going on. It was like a shitstorm of stuff that happened between the three of them. And then when people talk about it, now they're mad. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I have like, you know, I've said a lot of stuff about Kara, so I don't want to go into that too much <laughs> because I don't want to like get you catching any hate from her army. But there's been a couple incidents between you guys that stand out to me. First and foremost, I think Kara is just like, sh her head is so wrapped up in this. Like she's so obsessed with this show and what's going on that I think it's just making her act kind of crazy. And one of the things that stands out to me, I think it was on Dirty 30. Wasn't it when, when Kara came up to you and was like, well, first of all, uh, Camilla and I have protected you the whole way, so you're welcome for that. I was like, "What? How do you how do you initiate a conversation with that?" What? Yeah. She I was remember that story. That was funny. She was trying mm. to bully us that season, hundred oh. percent. Between her and Camilla, they were trying to kind of make threats to us in order to stick with them and protect them. But at the end of the day, if um, if we if Jenna and I wouldn't have taken the first strike at them they would have struck at us absolutely absolutely i just had to i had to be the first one to do it and that's it's just part of the game it really was nothing personal against cara mm. i would just i just had to do what was best for me and for jenna so um that's where that came from and i feel like ever since then she's never really forgiven me and i i know that what happens in the game i can usually like separate that like you did what was best for you to get to that money 
at, at the end of the day, you know, if, if someone yeah. fucks you over, if people, it's a little bit different when it's personal and not only that, but I wasn't friends with Cara. Like I had never, never really talked to her before that season. So it wasn't like I was, you know, fucking over my best friend. I, I, barely, I barely knew the girl. That's what so. stood out to me. Like there was, there was so much entitlement in that. And that's when I was kind of like, man, that's, that's kind of how Johnny plays too. And, and, and I, it, I, I don't really like that crossover. I don't like Kara and Johnny at, at, like together. I don't think that's good for the show. You know, you, you don't want the two. Mo- I don't know. Zach but another thing, is, <laughs> um, the incident between you and Kara. I think it was at the VMAs, right? When you guys were all walking the red carpet at the VMAs. Like, what? What was? Yes, I like, forgot about has, this story. That, oh that had a lot of buzz when that happened, and it's. I don't even remember away, what we were fighting yeah. over. Do you guys? Yeah, it, I really. I don't. just. I just know there was a video, <laughs> and it looked like it looked like you had thought that everything was cool between the two of you, and then she came up on. I, I feel like she came up to you when there were people around and started with you, like on the red carpet. There mm-hmm. were. So, and I had been standing backstage with her for probably 45 minutes before we went on the red carpet, literally right. I like, I could reach out and touch her. She said nothing to me. And then right as we were literally about to walk on the red carpet, she wanted to start shit with me. And I was like, right here, right now, it just looked really trashy. Like I, if you're going to say something, at least like pull me aside and do it. She could have done it backstage, but instead she waited till the last second while there's like lights and cameras and we're about to walk on a red carpet and she's trying to yell at me. And I was thoroughly just embarrassed. Like I didn't even have a, I don't even remember what that conversation was about, but I remember being stunned. Like, I don't even want to fight with you right now. (laughs) It's like when when you have a little kid in a store, like calm calm down, like (laughs) I'm here, not here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was weird. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the story that happened recently in Vegas because I know a lot of people were confused on what went down with like Polly being in town and then, you know, he wanted to hang out or something like that and Car like Car wanted to hang out also, but then, you know, you guys didn't and then she was all butthurt about it. Um and I know there was some texts and stuff and Mikey sent me some messages about it, but if you could explain it to everybody here, I think people are very curious on that one. Yeah, so pretty much what happened was um Leroy was trying to get Cara and I to be friends. <laughs> Clearly did not work. <laughs> Actually quite the opposite. <laughs> um, so he wanted to uh, go to Top Golf here and he wanted me to come and hang out with Polly and Cara or whatever. But last minute I was like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing that. <laughs> this doesn't feel right to me. I'm going to stay home. So I stayed home and um I guess maybe she found out that I was invited but didn't want to hang out with her. Mm. I think that's where all of it came from. And so she started, you know, tagging Mikey and stuff, trying to be a fucking asshole, trying to make Mikey look bad. And um, next thing you know, oh, and then, okay, so that night, so after, I think it was the next day, actually, I was out with Leroy again. We were at a bar and I guess Mikey and Leroy were talking about the whole situation that had happened the night before. and. Polly ended up calling Mikey. They had like a 10 minute conversation or whatever about how they just want to squash things. They wish Cara and I would squash things, whatever. And they were going to all go to the gym the next day. <laughs> Leroy, Mikey, and Polly, they were going to go to the gym that Mikey goes to every fucking week. It's like a ninja gym. Uh, Mikey's been taking Leroy there a bunch because Leroy wants to get more agile or whatever. So they were all going to go together. And um, Mikey posted that thing, being like, just had a cool conversation with Polly, uh, whatever, just want to squash things. And then we wake up in the morning, and Kara had wrote underneath it something like, Polly's never hanging out with you, <laughs> stop, like, stop chasing clout, all this stuff. And I'm like, 
chasing clout. Your boyfriend called my boyfriend. Like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> it was just, it was, it's just crazy. Like, and it doesn't even have to be that way. Mm. I, I have nothing against Kara. I really fucking don't. I actually never think about her. I don't care about her. And I don't know where the animosity and like the, the evilness in her like comes out when it comes to me. And it's like, I don't deserve this. I've literally done nothing. Mm. I'm just sitting here at this point. And she's like trying to attack me for what? Like, I feel like she's just really sensitive. Like I've had friends who are like Kara where like I've only been able to be friends with them because I've really taken the time to, you know, be super sensitive to a lot of their things to like explain them stuff. But, you know, you don't have time to do that all the time with everybody. And a lot of people just take stuff the wrong way. Like she saw the reshare of your, you know, you post that article and thought it was like an attack on her boy. Whereas you're just like, oh, article share. I mean, how many times do I share shit without reading it? Like, not loads. only that, <laughs> I was on her side about all of that poly stuff. That, that's the whole fucked up part about this whole thing she was mad at me for resharing the article but within the comments to people i was writing like i'm team cara i'm team girls i think what polly is doing to them is fucked up like i was on literally sticking up for her on her side about all of that stuff and she still for whatever reason is mad at me and it's like what did i do yeah. i had your back i had your fucking back i never have your back i'm never doing that again i'm never <laughs> fucking doing that yep. again yeah look the what one it got time you. i stand up for her it comes and bites me in the fucking ass i should have just not been on her side it would have been the same outcome Kara just she has the look on her where you can tell like she's done so many seasons in a row like she's, she's just wearing burnt. down like like she's she burnt. needs a break I Kayla yeah. I look at you you've pretty much been off two straight seasons since you got kicked off the last one early That's and it's very like healthy. you look you look refreshed you are at, <laughs> and and the a problem I have with some of the fans online is that when people don't do seasons, like some of the stands, especially the Cara fans and the Johnny fans, they'll say like, oh, this person's irrelevant. That's why they're not on the show. Like people are calling Shane irrelevant because he's not on the show this season. No, some people like normal people just need a break from the show to recharge their batteries. It's yeah. not like it's not like they don't. I, I like clearly MTV wants you on their network. Like they're keeping you on, on shows like, like, like they are in, engaged in you. And uh, like, sometimes you just need a break. And I think that's good for people. That's good for you. That's good for Shane. Like you don't want to sure. do every single season. I, I find that um, when I have a little bit of a break between things, it's better for me. Um, my, the whole luggage thing happened. Like I had gone from, um, I think it was Dirty 30. No, I don't know. There was a sequence where like I went straight from Chance for Stars. It was like three in a row. Mm -hmm. Back to back to back to back. Oh, no, it was for the Melissa thing. It was yeah. uh, Vendetta's where I did the luggage and then I did Chance for Stars and then I went straight to Final Reckoning and got into a fight on the first day. Like that's not... It's, I wasn't in the right mental state to be there. I had too much time where I was on camera. I needed a break. So like I took that when I got kicked off, I was like, okay, Kayla, this is not the worst thing ever. Go home, recharge. You know, like it's not, it's not the end of the world to take some time off. But I do think that people often, uh, not even just the fans get into it where they're like, oh, they're irrelevant. But also I think that people like Kara, they don't, have the sense that they're important. So they think that if they take a season off, that MTV is going to forget about them, that they're mm. going to like not get casted again because whatever. But at the end of the day, like she should be confident enough to know she can take a season off and they're going to call her. She's a big name, you know, but I don't think that she sees that. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's definitely good to take a little bit of a break because it's not normal to to do what we do for that no. extended amount of time, especially when it's season after season after season. 
sometimes you just need a breather. And one of the things that stands out when you watch this season is you see Wes and Nani and they haven't been on like a full season of the show in a while. And they're, they're great. Like they're totally relaxed. They're not fed up with it. And they're in better standing politically because people aren't pissed off at them. Like people are pissed off at each other, but they're just kind of flying right through. And that's like, that's the key. And I think that if you do choose to do the show again at some point, I think that will benefit you greatly. Um, Because like I, I personally, I want to see you succeed. First and foremost, I like that. Um, I like people who have original ties to MTV for sure. Like, like you are a real worlder. You do carry on that legacy. You know, people will say what they want about some of the later seasons of the show, but you have that on your name and that's important to me. And that's why I like you doing the show. That's why I like someone like Shane doing the show. Who's been on road rules, who mm-hmm. has ties to the network. Like I want to see all of you guys do well. And I think you're going about it the right way by not doing every season. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and by the way, I'm not banned. For everyone that wants to know, I don't That's know where the, the other thing. I don't everyone, know where that everyone's re- banned. Everyone, people everyone's banned. Say, yeah, people always say Sarah's banned. It's like no, like I'm sure MTV would no. love to have Sarah back on a show and put her in no. a house with Johnny. Like that. Just no, because you're, you're you, dreaming over that. Yeah, just because you're not on every season does not mean you're banned. I promise you, I'm not banned. I wouldn't have done Lohan Beach Club if I was because banning essentially is from what I have come to realize or what I've gathered, and I think I'm right, is that you get banned because they can't insure you because you've done something crazy. Like you, they just don't know you're so unpredictable that they can't have you back. Um, so if I were banned, they wouldn't have been able to get insurance for me to go home Lohan at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not banned and people can fight and not be banned. Like Nelson did it That's like three seasons in a row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that used to be, that used to be what MTV was about was the fights. I mean, think about CT, yeah. how many fights did he get? In, you know, I know. that guy was not only not banned, he became, you know, the, the golden child of the show. Yeah. Um, Kayla kind of had like a C- when you think about it, my favorite CT appearance ever is Inferno three, when he comes on and just like fights Kenny and then punches someone and gets sent home night one. Kayla, <laughs> You kind of had that. You kind of had that on Final Reckoning. Yeah, yeah too I bad mean, it wasn't a bigger fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have liked to. I hate when they kick someone off or something. So, like, just like, you know, a little, like, tussle type of a vibe. It was stupid. But I think that, I think I'm pretty sure I got kicked off of that because I, it happened within the first day. And um, I think that there was probably a lot more going into it. Like, I, I was just a liability at that point if I'm already fighting people. Uh, within the first 24 hours so I think if that would have maybe occurred a week or two in I I don't think either of us would have gone home or maybe just one of us maybe even me mm, but I don't think it yeah. would have been both uh where, where do you and Melissa stand right now are you guys cool do you still have beef I haven't talked to her since since then I haven't seen her or talked to her so I don't think that she'll ever be back to be that's my own personal opinion but who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean maybe I and I can't say that I can't say that I take that back there's a huge chance that she will because if for whatever chance there's a rivals for whatever and they need her to be with me, that yeah. could be a thing, you know? So it, it's never fair to say they're never going to be back, but mm, you definitely. never know. All right. So the fans really, really want to know about uh, the forever petty pod that you guys were starting. I mean, is that going to come out soon? What's the deal with that and what's going on there? I don't know the deal on that. Um, me, Jemmy and Marie have busy lives. Like we're always traveling, we're always doing shit. So it's hard for us to sit down and like take the time to do so. Like, I don't know how any of us <laughs> would be able to stick to a responsibility, <laughs> but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, producing a podcast is hard. I mean, if I didn't do this for my actual job, it'd be hard to mix it into my real life, but yeah, yeah it's definitely time consuming. Um, Kayla, one of the most important reasons why we have you on this podcast today oh is God, because. 
Um, as far as I can tell, you are cool with with my guy Shady Shane. And He's obsessed I just, with him. Obsessed I, with him. The people, listen, the people that watch this, the people that listen to our podcast, everybody wants me to have an interview with Shane. Every, everybody, like people know that that would just, it would just be the ultimate love fest. If okay. you could put in a word a for porno. us with a Shane. Porno with Shane. Would, a porno yeah. with Shane would, is what Zach be, wants to have. I would, I would, <laughs> yeah, I, whatever Shane wants to do, whatever conditions need to be met, uh, we would love to have him on. It would be okay. uh, fire. We'd I'll really talk to him. That. He's actually Thank one you. of my like be- better best he, friends from the he's show. The man. Out. He's the man. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Zach's out. dreams every single night. Every people, single night. People that disrespect <laughs> Shane in this community, like that's the only person that I'll I'll have to like speak up on because I don't respect that. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'll talk to him for you. All right. Appreciate before it. we end off, we also want to hear a little bit about your radio show so people know where to tune in and what it's gonna be about. Kicking it with Kayla. I know. It's so crazy. I'm so excited. Um, uh, It's like, like I said, life comes full circle for me in weird ways. Like I was a journalism major in college. Mm. I was a radio intern for a while. I had my own radio show in college. Like it was stupid. It was like, you know, two hours every Saturday morning, no one was listening, but, and I I was horrible at it because I, I had not done reality TV. I'd never really done anything in front of a camera or a microphone. So I was lost back then looking back. But um, yeah, so now I have my own radio show. It's going to be Monday nights from five to six on HB radio, but it's like a recorded type thing. So uh, it'll be up on their website for everyone to listen whenever they want. I'm going to have all sorts of cool guests on. Mikey and I have a lot of random friends, connections, people that are going to be awesome to talk to. And I think if I do end up having challenge people on, um, I, I talk enough about the challenge. I don't mm-hmm. want a challenge podcast uh, or challenge radio show. So I think if I have people on from the challenge, it'll more so be about things that you don't know about them. Like if Cam's mm-hmm. on, it'll be about Cam's wig business or if Wes is on, whatever the fuck Wes does, you know, outside <laughs> of that, that way you guys yeah. get to have a better feel of what people are really like. Um, and I'm excited about it. It's going to be cool. I'm nervous because it's like a big endeavor that I've never done before. Um, but cool i'm excited yeah well you know working on the mic is great practice just for everyday life because you become so much more articulate you know you you start learning how to speak without ums and likes and you also figure out what words you use loads like me and zach have words we repeat over and over again we're just like oh why the hell do we say that so much (laughs) and so there's so much that you learn about yourself and how you talk it's definitely a great industry i'm obsessed with it for sure and on the topic of things that people don't know what's one thing you can send off our audience with about you that they wouldn't know because I think there's some big misconceptions about you, Lowe's, and, and just give them like some sort of taste of the real Kayla outside of oh, the challenge. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm a normal person. Like, there's well, that's I'm... something people don't think, you know. <laughs> How old were you when you got your first tattoo? Oh, that's a good I one. I was ooh, um, young AF. It's actually a pretty funny story real quick. Um, I got my first tattoo. I think I was like 13 or 14. It's on oh, my wow. hip. Wow. Listen, listen. So my parents told me that I could get it if I wanted it for a year and I got straight A's. They didn't think I would ever get straight A's because I never did. <laughs> so that's why they made me that deal. So I finally did it. I wanted it for a year. I got straight A's. Uh, <clears throat> I was like 14. My mom's like, your dad can take you because I don't want to be in charge of this. If it's too big, too small, he's going to be pissed. So he'll take you. So my dad took me. We got it all drawn up. I showed him it. And he's like, no, no, no. It's too big. 
make it smaller. So I went back with the tattooer and I was like, don't make it any smaller to show him, <laughs> to show him the same one again. And he, he'll probably want to, won't even notice. So I showed him the exact same size again. And he's like, perfect, much better. <laughs> I was like, yes. So yeah. That's such classic dads, like no yeah. attention to detail type vibes. All right. Well, I think yeah. that was a pretty good little bit that people don't know about you. So I'm, I'm pleased with yeah. that one. All right, guys, check out all of our audio episodes, saniacpodcast.com. We have tons of content going out there and this episode will have available for you guys uh, really soon Kayla thank you so much for coming on this was such a pleasure thank you guys it was so fun (laughs) definitely and we will see you guys all later tonight uh, for the recap after the episode